Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. Uh, My foundational uh, chapter uh, is going to be the first synoptic gospel chapter 26, of which you are familiar with totally and completely. Uh, But as you turn to the first synoptic gospel, chapter 26, Matthew chapter 26, I'll tell you the the verses in just a moment. If you would so graciously Um, put up nugget number one. I was going to uh, ignore nuggets today, but I thought it it may not be a good idea to lose my reputation as a nugget man. So I'm going to give you two or three or four short nuggets today. Nugget number one. In unison, ready, Read. If you're not careful, you let the enemy get in and plant a seed of deception. And you can become disloyal to somebody that God called you to be loyal to. and miss out on God's best. Nugget number two. Most of the time when somebody's disloyal to you, the final common denominator, most of the time is over money. Satan works overtime in this arena Because if Jesus is not your Lord, then money is going to be Lord. And the devil's going to get you eventually. It's always over money. Most of the time when a a people, a parishioner fall out with a pastor, is over money. Most of the time when two best friends fall out of friendship, most of the time it's over A lot of times family members become disgruntled. Sisters and brothers can't stand each other. Most of the time it's over, it's over money. Got a good job, it's paying your bills. It may not be doing everything you want, but it's sustaining you for that season. And and you go to work and all of a sudden you, you just feel like they're not paying you enough. And without knowing where you're going to get another job, you just quit with a family. Go home and tell your wife you done quit your job and she's still working. No, don't don't mess with that because communion won't go right. (laughs) Nugget number three.
all of this is heading to communion. All of this is the backdrop. All of this is the setup. All of this is the picture, the movie that is eventually going to evolve to the, to the, to the picture on the screen of communion. Ready? Read again. In the upper room, Jesus makes an announcement. Why is he going to make an announcement? When the whole reason they're in the upper room is to engage in the Last Supper. And why is he going to talk about somebody betraying him at the Last Supper? Last means the last. Last also means this is not the first time. But it is the, talk to me somebody. Nugget number four. Isn't this amazing? Some of you didn't know this. But they were not just sitting in the upper room and silent and looking at one another. While they were getting ready to engage in the Last Supper, they were singing, and Jesus was singing. And they were singing Psalms 111 all the way to Psalms 118. They didn't read it, they sang it. For the Lord is good. And as they were singing it, not talking it. And Jesus, are you with me now? And Jesus was singing with the disciples. While they're preparing, getting everything ready for communion, the Last Supper, they're singing. It's a joyful occasion. They're singing the word. That's why you don't want church songs that don't have scriptural base. I'm climbing up on the rough. No, you're not. That's not in the Bible. You better get off the rough side of the mountain, get on the good side. It's rough over there. I mean, it's, it may sound good and appeal to your flesh, but it'll release spiritual death. Because if the song has no biblical foundation to it, you have no business singing it. Why? Because you'll have what you say. Whether you just talk it or sing it. Are you all listening to me? So on this auspicious night, the Passover, Jesus sang with the disciples. And some of you didn't even know that Jesus was singing. That's why the enemy will work overtime when praise and worship is going on that you stand there and don't say nothing. There's a reason why what they're singing is on the screen. If we didn't want you to sing with them, we wouldn't put the words on the screen. I grew up in the church where they did not put the words on the screen. Some of you just looking and, oh, isn't that wonderful? They got the words on the screen. No, sing. <laughs> Why? Because 
When you sing, when you open your mouth, it opens up your spirit. It causes your mind to shut down from wandering on this and thinking about that, and it forces your mind to focus on Jesus. Because you can't keep singing and stay depressed. You can't keep singing to God and the devil hold you down. Eventually, you're going to sing something that's going to set you free for that day. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. You got to sing. You have to say something. And tell your kids to sing. Glory to God. Now let's, come on, cool it. Matthew 26. Now that the foundation has been set, let me give you what the Lord gave me. Matthew 26. Verse 14. You there? Then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot. He went to the chief priest and said, what did he say? Who Jesus. And Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief enemy of Jesus. Ooh, God. So my, my nugget was right on. It's always over money. Most of the time when somebody fall out with me in this church, it's over money. And it's not the offering, they're stingy. The real issue is that they have a covetous spirit. And it's hard to let go of what you covet. You're not spiritual. You're not seeing something that the rest of us don't see. You're stingy. And you're not just stingy in church, you're stingy at home. Because stingy, stingy. And I'm here to tell you, if you won't give God nothing, you won't give your wife nothing, you won't give your husband nothing, you won't give a friend nothing, you won't give anybody, what I say, you won't give them what you should give them. If God said give them $50, you'll give them $25. Because you're stingy. You have a covetous spirit. And when you try to discern scripture with a covetous spirit, your eyes are perverted. Because you don't see with your eyes. You see with your heart. And your heart is bad, man. So you can't see. Because you don't see with your eyes. You see with your heart. It's clear Judas with Jesus was blinded. Because of his heart, and it was over money. Getting quiet now. 
and said, what are you willing to give me if I deliver Pastor Hout to you? And they counted out to him, come on, 30 pieces of silver. Look at verse 16. So from that time, from the time they promised Judas money, he left their presence waiting for an opportunity to portray Jesus. He didn't betray him right away. He waited for the right opportunity. Don't feel sorry for Jesus. You live long enough, you're going to get one. Deacon says that again. Don't feel sorry for Jesus. Because if you're endeavoring to do something for Christ, Satan's going to feel somebody's heart to misunderstand you and go out and lie on you that all that Pastor Halpern Harvest Church talk about is money. The devil is a lie, but it does take money to do kingdom business. And your problem is not the kingdom business. Your problem is the money. And Jesus said you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve God and mammon. And you know just enough scripture to be dangerous. So from that time, he sought, who sought? Judas. He sought opportunity to betray Jesus. Look at verse 16. So from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. You see, <clears throat> Judas sought opportunity, Brother Odom, because they couldn't take Jesus on just any occasion. They had to wait for the right opportunity. And the right opportunity. See, you can't mess with Pastor Help on any occasion. <laughs> you have to wait for the right opportunity. See, see, you can't mess with me with the crowd. Because there's some folk in here who would, would check you. So you have to wait till service is over and get with your little, your little clique. Your little gang. Two or three of you. So, so the Bible says that Judas waited for an opportune time because they couldn't take Jesus in the crowd. Why? Because the crowd wouldn't permit them to take him. Because in the crowd, he had healed some people. In the crowd, he had casted out the devil of some of the people. Preach, boy, preach. They couldn't take him when the crowd was there because in the crowd he had opened some of their blinded eyes. They couldn't take him with the crowd because with the crowd he fed some of them who were hungry. They couldn't take him with the crowd 
because there was a man in the crowd who Jesus healed his, his vexed daughter and the vexed son. So the crowd wasn't going to have it. So Peter and his, his, his goons had to wait. Had to wait for the opportune time when the crowd wasn't around. And so they waited because the opera, please have a seat. Because the opportune time was going to be a time when Jesus was praying. And stepped off away by himself. But let's, let's, let's go on, because I, I, I really want you to see this. Look, look at verse number 20. When, when evening had come, Jesus how do you sit down and have dinner with somebody that you know is getting ready to be used to send you to your death and, and, and my question of the text is Jesus why didn't you put Judas out Have you ever noticed that Jesus never put you out? He always gives you enough rope to hang yourself. When evening had come, he sat down with the twelve. Now, as they were eating, he said, Assuredly, I say to you, one of you, one of you, thank God is just one. So whenever somebody comes to you and say, everybody, they lying. I was just in the meeting, everybody said they didn't like it. They lying. That everybody is nobody but them and two other weak people. We all fall. They know we all. This is helping somebody. Because they're trying to make you think like everybody's against you. Because they are against you. They're trying to make you feel like everybody disagrees with you. But they disagree with you. This ministry wouldn't be here if everybody disagreed. We wouldn't have had a supernatural uh, first fruit Sunday if everybody disagreed. And it was no struggle. Glory to God. For everyone who didn't believe in didn't show up, we still did it. Because God's in it. And you not agreeing don't change nothing but you're going to miss out on the blessing. 
if the Lord's going to bless what we did and our hearts were right in doing it, glory to God, it's already showing up. I said it's already showing up. Somebody act like it's, you're the next one it's going to show up with. Yeah, it's already showing up. See, see, see when you're not here, you miss out on because you don't even know what we're talking about. Because I'm talking about last Sunday. Said, what, what is he talking about? It's going to show up. Well, it's going to show up. Now, now, look at this. Now, as they were eating, he said, or surely I say to you, one of you will betray me. This is what gets me. Verse 22. And they were exceedingly, they were exceedingly sorrowful. And each one of them began to say to him, Lord, no, hold on. Hold, let's, 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 let's leave Judas alone for a minute. For them all to say, Lord, is it me? That means every one of them at some point had entertained a thought that was contrary to what Jesus was saying. Because when Jesus made the statement, none of them pointed to the one that it was. And, and listen, if they would have pointed to the disciple who was going to betray him, I believe perhaps the last one or next to the last one that they would have pointed to as the betrayer would have been Judas. And the reason being is because Judas was in charge of the money. So I got enough sense to know that if Judas was selling out for money, he was certainly stealing money out of the pot. And it's clear to me that there was a, well, first of all, you don't, how many of you have a treasure? So for the mere fact you need a treasure, that means there's a sufficient amount of money. Without a sufficient amount of money, you don't need a treasure. If you can count all your money in 10 minutes, you don't need a treasure. <laughs> you don't need to be paying an accountant. Are you listening to me? So it's clear, Minister Orphe, that there had to be enough money in the treasure for Judas to steal and everybody not notice. So certainly, just in common human reasoning, you wouldn't point to Judas because why would Jesus let Judas be the treasurer if Judas wasn't trustworthy? One of the reasons the group picked a person to be the treasurer is that they deemed that person to be trustworthy. Boy, this is... Is this making you think? It's, it's going to be supernatural today. When you take communion today, I'm telling you, anything in your life that's not like God is going to fall off of you in the name of Jesus. And they were exceedingly sorrowful, saying, Lord, so 
I'm asking myself, like I did the other day, I put myself in the text. And you need to put yourself there too. And I said, Lord, is it me? Don't look at me funny. You should be asking the Lord, Lord, is it me too? And the reason we all need to ask is because if God takes his hand and grace or mercy off of me, off of you, you'll betray him and everybody else. Lord, is it me? So I started giving inventory of my life, and I realized that there were occasions when I was just like Judas. The only thing that was different, when I came to myself, I repented. Can somebody say amen, amen. to this truth? Now, let's, let's, let's look at this in verse 23. You, you're going to see the digression now. They said, Lord, is it me? Verse 23. And he, he answered Jesus. He answered and said, he who dips his hand with me in the dish will betray me. Ooh, Jesus. I said, ooh, Jesus. Let, let, let's go on. The son of man indeed goes just as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if his mama never had him. He's getting ready to lose all his stuff. And he don't even know it yet. Because pride makes you arrogant. He don't even know he's getting ready to fall because his heart's not right. The son of man indeed goes just as is written of him, but woe to that man to whom the son of man is betrayed. Look at this, verse 25. Then Judas, who was portraying him, answered. Now, he didn't... Jesus didn't say anything to Judas. He said it to the, the whole group. Then Judas, you know, when you're guilty, you always feel like everybody's looking at you. <laughs> then Judas, who betrayed him, answered and said, Rabbi, you all didn't catch that. The other disciples called him Lord. See, when they get around me, they don't call me pastor. They just start talking. Notice that the other disciples, they called Jesus Lord. Judas called him rabbi, teacher. Because he can't be Lord and you betray him. See, see, they, they can't do some things to me if I'm pastor. 
so they make me Steve. You see, Steve just means it's me, but pastor means I've been called of him. They don't want to acknowledge that. Preach, boy, preach. So at home, I'm Steve. They talk in the house and around the table like I'm just some ordinary man. I mean, yeah, he the pastor, but he put on his pants just like I do. Ain't nobody talking about no pants, man. This ain't about no pants. But you have to think like that to do your deed of disloyalty. Is this blessing anybody at all? Now let me show you this and we're done. We're done. Go to John 13. You're going to see something that's going to bless your life. John 13. Look at John chapter 13. And look, let us look together at verse, ooh, verse, ooh, ver, ooh, verse, ooh. <laughs> it's all good, it's all good. But look at verse 23. Well, back at the verse 22. Ooh, Jesus, look at verse 22. Are you there, John 13, 22? Then the disciples looked at one another. Perplexed about whom he spoke. When Jesus was, we're getting John's perspective. Same issue, same situation, but from another perspective. And John is talking about the same issue, but he's giving it to you by the Holy Ghost through the lens of John. In verse 20, 22, it says that they were perplexed about, in other words, which one of you nuts? We've been with him. We've seen him. Man, we've been with him at Adam's mark. And he said God was going to bless us. And we moved on 350 Highway, Big Bob. And he said God's going to bless us. Then we moved to 5899 Raytown Road. And he said, God's not through with us. He's going to bless us. And then we moved and purchased a mall and all the land around the mall because he said what God said to him. And everything he said, God said to him came to pass. And now the mall is paid for. The campsite is paid for. Harvest Church North Paid for. Harvest Church West, paid for. And then you're going to get where we are today and get stupid? If I heard then, I'm hearing now. 
And what I said over you last Sunday, what I, that decree that I spoke over you, it is going to come to pass. Please, please have a seat. We got 13 minutes. I'm going to use half or all of it. The disciples were perplexed. Look at verse 23. Now, there was one that was leaning on Jesus. Ooh, Jesus. Leaning on his bosom. Leaning, he got his head in his chest. One of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Ooh, Jesus. Are you all with me? The next verse, 24. So Simon Peter motioned to John, hey, hey, you ask him. He, he wanted just to say, he was the youngest. And it's something about young people whose heart hasn't been polluted yet. Yeah, yeah. It's something about, even with our kids, you ever notice? If you, I don't care what color they are. I don't care how much money they have. With if you don't mess them, you just send them out in the park, they all play together until we mess them up. They're just, they, don't, they don't care about color. They don't care about what anybody got on. They'll share what they got with, with a stranger. They'll just play until they get poisoned. And the sad part about it, they can get just as poisoned in church as they can in the world. What verse were we at? Simon Peter, therefore, uh, motioned to him to ask who it was whom he spoke. So Peter said, John, 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 John. You getting the setting? It, I mean, I'm not being facetious. This is the setting. John, John, can you take your head off his chest for a minute? Running back, come here, come here. You, you know Jesus loves, he loves us all, but you the youngest. And he treats you like you're the baby of the clan. And you always got your head in his chest. I don't, I don't know what that's all about, but that's not the point. Can you ask him which one of us? Now, I got an idea who I think it is. But you. But you ask Jesus, which one of the 12 is he referring to? It's not important. Are you, are you getting it? Verse 25. <laughs> See, some of you thought I was preaching false doctrine. You see? That after he, after Peter got his ear, the Bible said he leaned back, leaned back, leaned back. <laughs> the younger folks are smiling. The old folks, what is, what is, lean back, what is, the senior citizen, what, what, lean back, can't go back, but so far, it's in the pew. 
than leaning back on Jesus' breast. Remember, Peter asked him to ask Jesus, which one of us is it? John leaned back on Jesus. He didn't ask which one is it. He said, is it me? Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, it is he to whom I shall give a piece of bread. When I have dipped it, and having dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Now, after the piece of bread, Satan, ah, He kept flirting with it and flirting with betrayal and flirting with betrayal and talking about betrayal and speaking against the vision. To finally, he crossed over the threshold and Satan was waiting on him. Like he's waiting for every one of us to come against what Jesus said by way of reasoning. Now after the piece of bread, Satan entered him. Satan what? So that means up to that point, he was outside. Now he's, because you can't destroy a home out in the front yard. You got to get in the house to destroy the house. Nobody gonna tear up something in here on I-435 or out there on Corrington. You gotta come in here and act like you're one of us. Then Jesus said to him, who, who was he talking to? He says, what you do, do quickly. Come on, saints. And the disciples still didn't know it was him. Jesus turns to Judas and he says, what you do, you do it quickly. It's no different than me saying something. Everybody get mad at what I said. You got mad because your heart's not right. You got mad because you got issues. Nobody else got up from the table and left but Judas. Ooh, Jesus. But no one at the table knew for what reason he said this to him. For some thought because Judas had the money box. Is always about money. You're going to throw me in the, in the trash can over one issue. 
I lay hands on you in the name of Jesus, you get healed. I marry you. I pray for your children. And one issue will cause you to kick me to the curb. And the reason you'll kick me to the curb is because I'm messing with your God, which is your money. And every time I talk about it's time to give, your law, your jaws get locked. Because I've already proven I don't steal. I got too many folk in here who love me for me to be stealing. I got my house repossessed. I was on bankruptcy and I didn't even tell the church. I didn't come in here and even take a chance on playing on your sympathy. And while Harvest Church was busting loose at the scene, they put me out. And I didn't tell you. You didn't even know I didn't have a place to stay. And stayed some evenings in the back in the apartment. Because I didn't tell you. Because God didn't call me to tell you my issues, but to preach the gospel. So I stood here and I preached the word of God. And I watched God take care of me just like he takes care of you if you believe him. And because I didn't tell you, God told somebody else. And God used them to bless my life. And he's still doing that today. Can somebody say amen, amen to this truth? For some thought because Judas had the money that Jesus had said this to him. By those things we need for the feast or that he should give something to the poor. Having received the piece of bread, he then, look at this, verse 30. Having received the piece of bread. What did Judas receive? He then what? He went out when? And it was night. Ooh-wee. But communion is bread and wine. Preach, boy. Communion is his body and his blood. And Judas was only allowed to partake of his body. But he couldn't touch the blood. He got up and left immediately after he ate, but he didn't drink. Because the blood purifies. The blood cleanses. The blood delivers. The blood washes you white as snow. The blood would have washed his mind. The blood would have cleansed his heart. So it's dangerous to run off with a half a tank of gas. Ooh, 
Jesus. Last verse. So when he had gone out, Jesus said, now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. Jesus is quoting Zechariah. He's not just talking in verse 31. He's quoting Zechariah chapter 13. He's, he's, he's making reference to the prophecy so that the disciples would understand later that Jesus was fulfilling prophecy of Zechariah, that somebody had to betray him. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.